You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like Sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is the end of another week and the 10th episode of Creative Quarantine. I'm your host, Angelique Roche, and today I sat down with a brilliant mind, writer, producer, and self-proclaimed activist, Yatide Badaki. And you may know her from This Is Us, playing Chi-Chi, or playing Bill Quest from American Gods, or her amazing, amazing, amazing appearance on The Magicians uh, this uh, season, the final season that just aired. And we just had a really great conversation about how she adjusts her time, her space. I'm pretty sure uh, the name of her toaster and her coffee pot, which, you know, you got to listen to the conversation to even understand that, as well as what it means to be more mindful, to take a step back, to be present in space in this moment, in this time, and what she's doing to give back with her one hour a day of giving back to organizations who are working to help folks right now as we are pushing back, as we are fighting, as we are social distancing, but also as people are really, really in need uh, as the spread of COVID-19 is hurting people both health-wise, but also economically. So I'm really, really excited for you to hear this incredible conversation. Take a listen. All right. Welcome to Creative Quarantine. It is our 10th show. It is Friday, April 3rd, 2020. It is day umpteen of people in quarantine, depending on where you're living. For some people, it's day 10. For some people, it's day 20. Uh, for some people longer. And I am joined by one of the most lovely souls that I know, Yutide Badaki. Hi, Beth. Hi. Hi. How are you doing through all of this? I am good. I get to have amazing conversations with incredible creatives every single day because by design, I have the privilege to take this hour out of my time, which is weirdly and oddly enough, my self-care. Um it's weirdly and oddly enough, this is my self-care because I feel like it is a great conversation with a great person and it's a time for us to kind of like connect when we can't physically connect. When we can't physically connect. No, I was actually really happy when you reached out with this because uh, being an, an, an introvert in uh, regular times, um, there was a lot of, you know, I was getting to the point where I was talking to the coffee pot and uh the toaster <laughs> but do they have names uh, that's the really important part you mean judy and john obviously 
Yeah. Uh, I think those are perfect names for a coffee pot and a toaster. Well done. Yeah, yeah. So it's, um, I mean, first off, it's, we have an elephant in the room just globally at this point. Everyone is going through so much um, and it's dealing with it in their different ways. And I love that you found your different uh, self-care moments and in doing so, um, helping to connect and reach out to individuals like me that we're starting to talk to my toaster. Um, but it's it's been an interesting time. I mean, over and over again, I keep on thinking, is this is this actually happening right now? I mean, I feel if a writer wrote this, he would get a lot of notes back. Um, <laughs> About the this this isn't really rooted in I don't I'm just this the, this character's motivation I just don't think they would do that yeah, yeah um but it's it's been helpful to hear how everybody's uh, adjusting to this new normal and it's been you know it's it's been wonderful that people have been so open to the fact that everyone has so many different ways of you know, dealing with different situations. Um, yeah. And what I've really loved is how, how people have been reaching out, how people have been taking care of each other. That's been, that's been incredible. And it's, it's been really interesting, right? Like I, I do some work uh, with a nonprofit right now and I'm still doing some of my arts works. Like I'm very privileged to still be working as well. Yeah. But what I've seen because I do media is like, it's so amazing to see chefs giving out meals and you know hotels providing space for for healthcare professionals so they don't have to come home. Now they're connecting doctors with RVs. Like there's there's these different levels of how people are able and are willing to give back. People making um, masks for folks who can't afford it. So they're sending those out already. And this was weeks ago. Like shout out to Volante Designs. Um, who were who I, we just donated today, but they are they've switched over and they've started doing that. And all you got to do is ask, right? Mm -hmm. And I think it's really interesting because I also love that you're on the show because you you call yourself an activist, mm -hmm. and I really want to talk about where that space is for you right now and for folks who are out there trying to think about how do I give back? What do mm -hmm. I give back? There's so many things happening, uh, particularly with 6.6 .6 million people. Uh, filing for unemployment right now, right. you know, where have you been able to find those spaces to give back and what is kind of your way of pushing back into helping and giving? Because I feel like that's core to who you are. It's, I mean, the first thing was trying to, you know, push away the paralysis that can sometimes happen at first, right? When there's just so much. And, you know, I can be... Um, What's the word? A little sensitive. Um. <laughs> I, I prefer the word empath, empath and passionate. <laughs> it's all about the messaging. Right. Okay. So that's, um, but it was, and I, I know we're all feeling this. It, it's painful to see people going through so much. Um, and so there's that initial moment of feeling like there's just, there's just too much. And that's where that laser focus needs to start happening, where you just start from where you can. with And um, first off, recognizing that I, I am blessed. 
Um, uh, yes, I do worry about family. I do worry about, you know, the people in the front lines. Uh, but I do have the ability to, as I mean, the smallest thing is still, it's a drop into an ocean. Um, there's so many of us, if we all just do a little something, that in itself creates a whole wave. Um, and we're seeing it, like you mentioned, with the with individuals making masks and um, schools giving out meals. And that actually came into my schedule, thanks to my older sister having a discussion with her, uh, where she was talking about different things the community was doing um, mm. and things that I wasn't hearing about. Because yes, we, we need all this information of what's going on with the pandemic, but I wasn't hearing about these local, you know, giving circles and these ways that people were finding to to help each other. And so I wanted to start sharing that, you know, wherever I could see, uh, what is it, Mr. Rogers that says, you know, look for the helpers. And wherever I could see the helpers, I wanted to at least share that. I mean, that was one step. And I found for, for me, it was, it was uplifting. Um, because I could see what was, uh, I could see the light, right? Uh, I could yeah. see that there was a way forward. And then, of course, in, uh, I like to try and add a giving hour in whichever way. Um, and I found that was really, for, for me, it ended up being self-care as well, um, because I know that there are a lot of people dealing um, with real-world concerns, you know, roofs over people's heads. Where's the next meal? Where's um, what's happening with this business? And so every day I just try and find one thing and give to that in whichever way I can. Um, the, the biggest uh, battle is that paralysis where you worry that, you, you know, that, that there's so much going on that you can't do anything. And that's why I start with just something. Yeah. And it's yeah. really taken, that's where, um, that that's where a lot of my energy has been going during this time. And that's, I love that. Yeah. I, I love that because that's, you know, when you see, so, you know, I've seen uh, a friend like my friend, Fred Joseph, who has helped put together giving a little bit more rent money uh, and has raised money to do, do people's cash apps and Venmo apps to give money back. Um, I know Roxanne Gay was also doing something very similar. So I love, love, love that. So for folks who are following you, they should just pay attention to what, because I've seen you push it out. So you are, you're also pushing this out to your followers as well, so they can support these different organizations and, and, it's great, man. And I think the paralysis is real. Paralysis is real. And I think we should talk about that because it's one of the things that this is not spiked. Mm -hmm. And I don't want anyone to ever think like these creative conversations are not going to acknowledge at the end of the day, there are a lot of people going through a lot of things at this moment. And each and every one of us is going to be impacted by what is going on. Yeah. And yes, stay home. And as, and as Samuel Jackson said, and kids cover your ears, mm -hmm. stay the fuck at home. Um, God bless Samuel Jackson. Yes. Um, uh, and, and, and it's very real. 
Um, but for those folks who cannot stay at home, it, I'm glad that there are, there are people like you who are giving back. Um, are there any particular organizations that you're supporting today that you want to give a shout out while folks are watching and, and listening? Yeah, today, uh, specifically with this, was um, Help From Home. And they're working with Project Hope um, and Charity Stars to get uh, protective, personal protective equipment to our health workers on the front lines. Because as we know, that's become a major issue that these individuals that are doing everything to keep us healthy and keep us safe, they're not getting all the equipment that they need in order to stay safe to continue to do that. Um, so that was uh, today's prime focus in the giving hour. Yeah. But there are plenty. It. I love it. <laughs> Well, and I think and think folks should be watching watching your feed every single day because I think utilizing that that accountability that that platform that you have in such a way is so great because as we all know you are a very talented artist uh, you are you're a writer you are a producer <laughs> huh now you so <laughs> I mean it's true <laughs> it's just the facts um, but also as an an actor there's there, you you were in the middle of production when this all happened, right? You disappeared for a moment. Ah, technical. I got you. Yeah. Technical difficulties. Um, I picked a very high traffic hour to do our show, and oh, we just haven't changed it. Um, you were in the middle of production, right? You were actually... Um, Luckily, I was shooting... I wrapped right as this was going into, into full drive. Um, and it was, I mean, the, the timing was fascinating, but it did mean, you know, the wrapping up uh, aspects like packing up the apartment and, you know, leaving Toronto, all of that was a little more, um, that happened a little quicker than I usually plan out for myself to tie up uh, the ends, but, uh, it, it was it was fascinating how quickly everything moved. It it moved fast, really fast. Sorry, and I totally interrupted. No, you're totally fine. That, and that was going to be the question. Like, what does it look like for you as an artist? Like, how has the adjustment been? And I guess it's a little bit different because you were wrapped. It's not like you still had to go um, do any like pickups or I mean, maybe you have to do ADR later. I don't know. Um, but yeah. who knows? <laughs> who knows at this point? Right. Um, but you know, for you, how has the adjustment been? Because I know everyone's got their different, like we were talking to Anthony Rapp in the first show and Anthony was like, well, we were done and I was going to take a break anyway. This is different than the break that I would have been taking. Yeah. But, you know, we had wrapped on the third season and it was in the hands of Post. But being so close to it and not knowing kind of how you work, you could have had something lined up immediately. Um, you know, what has been the adjustment for you in all of this, kind of how you have shifted your gears as an artist? Right. It's I mean, usually at this point, then once I'm getting back to L.A., that's when the meetings would happen that's when, you know, you would be auditioning for other things. Um, and usually it'd be very busy once you land back in LA because then, 
you know, it's, it's like the signal sent out. Ah, you're here. Uh, time to get to work. Um, but it's obviously it's very different now. Um, still some some voiceover stuff comes in, some voiceover auditions. Um, I did have one tape to do. Which I'm just gonna say right now is the most random experience I have ever had because this was me Do tell. by myself, right? My my quarantine tape. Um by myself. Um I had someone calling in to read the lines. <laughs> and my eye lines were all over the place. It was brilliant, it was amazing. Um <laughs> it was random really uh, but that that's the only tape I've done during quarantine time um, but that has been the major shift is, is that usually this would be revving into um, into looking at other opportunities and it would be hit the ground running and you know just just keep hustling for the the next you know the next uh, opportunity. And we are living in a very different time. And so it then became finding a schedule for myself for the day. It became um, really sitting down and assessing how I was feeling through all of this. I think I mentioned to you, because I do so much, um, you know, I live alone. I, I work, you know. Um, I do a, a lot of things by myself, and so I usually don't feel like I have time to to worry about anything or time to um, to grieve things, <laughs> or to, because I just have to keep going uh, with the survival thing, right? And all of this happened, and I was in my way still trying to keep going, and my body just said no. <laughs> there is stuff happening here. You need to sit down and you need to focus um, and you need to pay attention to it and you need to grieve what you need to grieve. Um, and it was just one day where it happened. All of a sudden my chest went tight. I started, I mean, I just, and I just started breathing. Real, and five minutes before that, I would have told you I was completely fine. Um, and then it come down my face. Um and it was funny, but my, you know, the body is a fascinating, fascinating thing because it also had me doing. It is. It had me break out in this crazy heat rash thing. Apparently, I'm not used to the sun anymore. Um, <laughs> a winter in Toronto will do that. Apparently, the but, winter in Toronto is real. Right, it's a real thing. And yeah, last week, my my face just went. Uh, it went nuts. Uh, but these felt like these were all signals from my body saying, just stop, just stop. We yeah. live, I don't know that anyone has lived through anything like this in this time period. Um, and it's okay to stop for a minute. Um, and that's been the hugest adjustment is that I stopped for the first time in, I don't know how long. 
I stopped. And that's, and that's, it's so real because so many of us, um, because I remember hearing when this all began before we even started our first show, mm-hmm. folks saying, you know, I have this time now. It's like that moment. Um, I'm a, we're huge sci-fi fans. And this is also my, my very bad way of segueing. We're huge <laughs> sci-fi fans, right? But James Mathis, uh, Matheson wrote I Am Legend, but he also wrote for The Twilight Zone. Mm. And there's just one episode in The Twilight Zone that you kind of know he wrote because it's very it parallels very much the journey of uh, the main character of, of I Am Legend where he goes to the library and he learns. Because mm. the original I Am, he wasn't a doctor. He wasn't some scientist. He was just a regular. The Vin- huh? Are you talking about the Vincent Price one where he was in the suburbs and the... Yes. Yes. <laughs> so right. So, but then there's a Twilight Zone where the guy finally gets the library all to himself, and mm. then his glasses break. Right. As, I love that episode. Okay. <laughs> one of the best episodes of Twilight Zone yeah. ever, and yeah. it's been mimicked so much that I think people know the concept of the story, but they don't know the original story. Mm. And it's just so interesting to me that at a point, I feel like we're mirroring that where. A lot of us have gotten to a point where we're like, we have a chance to rest, but we're breaking our own glasses. Like we aren't taking a step back and just reading, right? Um, And that's one of the things, I know you're an avid reader. We actually just got a question that came in uh, from the Blurred Girl. Hey, Karma. Hey, oh my. Okay, funny. Right here, I have my, um, my latest one. Kingdom of Bulls, The Last Witch Doctor by Rena Barron. Ooh. Um, and it, I mean, it brings in actually a lot of um, Orisha ideas and all of that. Uh, but it's a total, it's a completely new thing. I have not seen this before. And so. Uh, I like it. Yeah, no, no, definitely check it out. That cover is dope. Well, uh, I'm going to have to Kindle, I'm going to have to get that Kindle life, but. <laughs> That is what taught me. I, I think, um, what was the question someone said? Like, what would you always spend money on? And it's books. And it often happens that I'll be in the airport and I'll have several books in my bag to read. And then I, you know, see another book and I have to buy it. And so I, this is exactly what happened. I had three books in my bag. I saw this cover. I saw this beautiful, you know, black woman with braids. And I said, I got to have it. That was it. <laughs> I mean... Uh, we have another question in from Sarah Storm. Hi, Sarah Storm. Uh, shout out to also one of our show's producers. Um, does Jatide have a mindfulness practice that she likes during this time of stopping? And that has been part of my schedule now. Um, every morning I meditate. Every morning um, I, you know, I have uh, the library of uh, Deepak um, uh, meditation. Uh, 21 day meditation challenges and they're actually doing one called hope right now that's um and it's just taking that time every morning uh, like this morning remembering all the things i'm grateful for um and it's something that has been such self-care and has fueled um, all the, the practices that I'm finding to, to feel like I'm being a part of the solution um, rather than just living in paralysis. And then that includes journaling with it as well. And I've also recently 
started writing poetry again. And it's been such a, I'm actually getting a little emotional about it, but it's, it's been such a, such a discovery. And it's, it's, it has been a way to help process all of the largesse of everything. Um, and uh, it, it's been adding to the mindfulness I found. So yeah, thank you for the question. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Thank you, Sarah. That's because, you know, there's this idea of, again, like you have to create the great American, you know, story, you have mm -hmm. to do the next movie. And, you know, I think there is this time for inspiration and pulling back and being a creative for you, as you're kind of setting these, um, these, these schedules, do you have an objective? Like, do you, do you have a goal in mind? Even if it's like no goal. Mm. It's that's, you know. that is it. I'm, I'm trying to let go of that. I mean, I feel like we're being forced to look at the sustainability of our lives in general right now. Mm. Um, we're really forced to look at what is important, what practices are actually beneficial for everybody, not just a few. <laughs> um, what uh, the, the things that we're focusing on are, are, are those feeding rather than just pushing people into a, a constant hamster wheel. Uh, sustainability is uh, being brought to the forefront and I, I was, forced to look at the sustainability of the way that I was existing. Um, and the answer was, you know, for a long term, that wasn't sustainable. Uh, that was the kind of energy that is set out for quick sprints, but not a lifelong marathon. And so there were, you know, there's so many things that I want to write and there's so many things I do want to create. We, we know this, but I want to knowing that I have the, the blessing to be able to, um, I wanted to try and, and, and step back a little bit. And so then the poetry wasn't, I have to do this. It was, and, and that's part of the reason why it was such a great outlet because some days it's three lines and then some days it's, you know, it seems to flow on forever, but whichever, it's it's allowing that outlet without um, without enforcing um, the the non sustainable practices. So I'm I'm trying to let things flow a lot more. And you know I love Mother Earth because she she cracks me up. She says, "Look, you got all these plants. Well, <laughs> that was nice." That's nice, Boo. That's yeah. nice. You and your plans. That's cute. Yeah. Um, and so <laughs> that the, the the goal is to recognize that flow a little bit more. And also, yeah, the connection part. I, I realize in many ways because of the business busyness, I was disconnecting. I never seem to have time to do the real human, you know, person to person uh, moments. Um, and now, you know, talking to people I haven't gotten the chance to in so long and 
you know, doing the things that really, really feed. Um, yeah, that's been my goal. <laughs> that's an amazing goal. Um, that's, uh, ah, I mean, we're going to table that. We have another question that just came in. Sure. Um, and it's, uh, hi, everyone. Yutide, you have given some very memorable scenes on TV for which I am eternally grateful. What would you say was your most rewarding role? Oh, my goodness. That's a really, that's a really good question. Because, I mean, you all know how much I love acting in general. And every, mo every moment I get to do it, I, I feel like I've won the greatest prize that I get to do this as a career um very different from you know my early days in undergrad where i was in environmental science right <laughs> yeah. so oh, the, there's so many roles that have given so much in, in many different ways obviously Philquist, she has taught me so many things um getting <sighs> with everyone uh, the magicians uh, that was incredible this is us getting to play a nigerian immigrant which I happen to be. Um, that was beautiful. I've gained so much from every single role. I, I think maybe one that sticks out quite a bit, and this was a while ago, um, was in grad school. I got to do Electra, Sophocles Electra, and talk about, you know, just huge emotions and feelings and working through all of these things and then getting to um, work from the classics and also in my way finding how you know African tradition actually uh, feels very close in that as well the way yeah. in which she expressed herself and it was it was a huge turning point for me because mm -hmm. it also taught me that in performance up until that point, I'd been trying to do what all the books said. I was trying to be a good student. Um, and I was leaving out a whole richness of experience that was within me. And that was, I feel, the first time that I really felt I was co-creating on that stage and you know, all my Africanness, all my Nigerianness, all my blackness, all my womanness, all of that was then coming into this role. And that that was the first uh, time that I, I really recognized that. And I think it changed everything for me going forward. And I think that brings up an interesting question. And just for a note, everybody who's watching right now, if you do want to ask a question live, type into the chat, put it in the comments. Um, I'm not checking the Twitters right now because I'm paying so much attention to this amazing guest, but I do get notifications uh, when you type into the chat of the comments and I can ask your question live. Uh, so thank you to everyone who has asked questions thus far. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. uh, my next question is like for those who are aspiring artists, aspiring actors, uh, particularly right now, because right now like, folks internships are canceled folks mm -hmm. fellowships are canceled you know that first time per that person who just got their first walk-on role their first mm -hmm. role that might have been their first credit role yeah. you know acting as a muscle singing is a muscle interviewing folks is a muscle it's all a thing you have to practice 
are there things that you are doing right now in this practice, which I think kind of fits in what you were already saying, because you are tapping into uh, who you are a little bit more and taking a step back. And do you have any um, advice or suggestions for folks who may be looking at ways to stay on top of, of, of their, of their aspirations? I don't even want to say goals, their aspirations. No, it's, more and more I'm finding that nothing is wasted, right? No experience, no, no, and especially as an actor, because we deal so much in feelings and we deal so much in experience. So as an actor, if, if if you are able, if you have that time to really, you know, to really check in, to really see, to really see how all that's going on is affecting you, how it's affecting other people, to really pay attention to it. The art that grows from that is incredible. Um, and yeah. I mean, as far as advice, it's whatever feeds that creativity. And also remembering that, well, two things. Every time and everything that's felt like a setback has usually Mm -hmm. been the biggest push forward into something I could never have imagined. Um, I mean, I came to L.A. um, and got my first TV role right when that first. um, So I got that role and I was so excited. And I said, oh, you know, now I'm going to do all these things. That's it. That's it. I did it. And then the writer's strike happened. And then I went, oh, well, well that's not, <laughs> that's not going to happen. Um, but again, that then created all kinds of different avenues and different spaces for growth. And I was, a, for my living job, I was an apartment manager for my survival job. And people are fascinating. So you get to interact with so many people and all of that comes into the work as well. Um, But the second thing as an actor, and I have to remind myself of that too, is that there's a kind of uh, iceberg imagery in, in looking at the work and looking at the path of the work. Um. We always want everything to happen right now, myself included. <laughs> but there were so many things that I didn't realize were occurring during my journey. Now, I don't know if you know this, but I was that person that I would do everything, every reading in everyone's living room, <laughs> every you know show where there was more people in the audience than in the actual cast. Um, every, if a casting director needed a reader, I was there. Um, and I was doing all these things and I wasn't aware that there were people paying attention over the years. Um, it felt like I was just doing things and I was running and all of that. And, uh, I couldn't see the, what is it like the, the roots that were far reaching of that planted seed, but they were there. And I would walk into people's casting rooms years later and they said, oh no, we've been been watching. 
I, and I do know you and I wow. know how you work. Um, wow. And so then that even included, so now's the time, and especially with the um, technology we have, we can create things. Um, and I'm seeing classes that are, are doing like Zoom uh, acting classes and things like that. Um, but it all comes back to nothing is wasted. And I always find that very comforting. Nothing's wasted. Oh, I love it. Uh, we have another question from Nicole Nichelle. Hey, Nicole. Um, what would be a dream project to reunite with Orlando Jones? Sci-fi, fantasy, procedural drama? Really, <laughs> I love it. Rom-com. I, yes, I want all the rom-coms. Oh, rom-coms, rom-coms. I would absolutely love to do more rom-coms. Hmm? Anyone out there uh, listening? Rom-coms? <laughs> Great question, Nicole. I'm, I'm just being selfish with that. Rom-com sounds amazing. <laughs> yes, yes, 100% want this now. Hmm. Um, so as we kind of wind down, I, I love asking these, these real questions, but I think I, I want to just, I think some of them are just going to re, be reiterating what you've already said. Like, you know, how are you, let's acknowledge this time is hard and it's hard for a lot of people yeah. and there are a lot of things happening. How are you right now, day to day, keeping yourself grounded? I mean, it's it's been, that's why for me, a schedule was important because mm. that was a way that uh, a way that I could get moving, get into my day, um, and then whatever else came within that space was a joyful surprise, right? And so that meditating, that journaling, um, working out—I've been working out way more regularly than, <laughs> than I think I ever have before. Um, luckily, I, there's an app for that, and. <laughs> But all those things just keep me moving, keep me stimulated, um, keep me, you know, the, the term works metaphorically as, as well as physically, but keep me awake, um, yeah. me here and in my body, um, because there, I was noticing that initially there was a want to, to sink into myself um, and to disconnect. And so those, those are the things that I, as long as I have those every day, uh, movement is happening. Movement's happening up here. Movement's happening all around. Um, and that keeps me and the meditation, the meditation, the meditation. Uh, I, I can't stress that enough. Um, these are all things that are keeping me grounded. And that is why the giving hour is one of my favorite things as well, because that's keeping me grounded, connected and um, aware of what everyone's needs are and yeah. um, making sure I'm being part of that circuit, being part of the answer, being part of the solution rather than um, being part of the problem. I love it. And I, and I want this, I want to kind of end on this question because it is Friday and we are going to go into a weekend. Yeah. And for a lot of folks, um, we are getting a little stir crazy and adjusting to a very new way of life for now because it's necessary. Yeah. Um, how are you finding joy in all of this? Uh, 
Um, being, well, being a geek is such a joyful experience. Anytime I discover a new show, <laughs> a, a new book, a new, you know, a series, you know I will try anything that has sci-fi or fantasy in it. So I've been watching Letters from the King, Picard. I mean, I'm yes. <laughs> I mean, not Letters from the King, Letter for the King. Which was, okay. Yeah, yeah, lovely. Um, all of those and, you know, doing things like I'm looking forward to, you know, watching a movie with someone like quarantine style. <laughs> and it's, it's a joyful thing. It's exciting. It's yeah. fun. Um, I'm, you know, the joy has come in the absolutely unexpected, the connection, um, the part that I didn't realize I was neglecting. Yeah. And there has been so much, so much joy in finding that again and remembering that and remembering that that was always the thing that was most important um that's that's my joy that's yeah that's all of it <laughs> i love it i love it i i uh this was such an amazing conversation thank you so much oh my gosh are you at any time any time um and also i need to bug you now because someone got me on that whole Tiger King thing. I said I wasn't going to do it. <sighs> I'm still on strike. I'm, I'm on strike. I haven't done it yet. I, no. I, people are going to be very close, but look, I look, I get it. I, I mean, I just, I need to talk to somebody about this because fine. <laughs> I'll watch it. Fine. Just go but ahead. <laughs> I, I hear it. it's really amazing. I, I'm, I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm very weirded out by the pictures that I'm seeing. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't even say the half of it, and all, I mean, all through, I'm going, is this for real? I mean, are they going to come out like tomorrow and say, hey, this was just one big hoax, you know, an early April Fool's? Because yeah, um, I have never, I just, I have never. <laughs> On that oh my goodness. <laughs> on that note, hey, for everyone who's tuned in, uh, we will be back on Monday at three o'clock with Byron Isaacs from the Lumineers. I'm so excited. Uh, we are going to be talking music, which I love is because we're doing all different kinds of creatives across the board. Uh, and we're going to be talking about uh, <laughs> to sit down and talk. So I'm very excited to have him on UT Day. For those who need to follow you, I mean, you actually, mm -hmm. to be very real, out of all the people's social medias that I know, you got in, you got your social, and you got out. Uh, can you let folks know how simple and easy your social media is? <laughs> it's very simple. Um, on on Instagram, it's at Y-E-T-I-D-E. And on Twitter, it's at Y-E-T-I-D-E Badaki. Y-E-T-I-D-E-B-A-D-A-K-I. And that was, yeah, in and out. <laughs> well done well done all right guys we'll see you on monday bye creative quarantine is hosted by angelique rocher it's produced by angelique rocher sarah storm and matt storm our logo is designed by aaron leffler 
New streaming episodes are available Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern and Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern on AngeliqueRocher.com forward slash creative quarantine. Podcasts are made available the morning after each live streamed episode wherever you get your podcasts. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and visit us on Instagram at creative.quarantine and Twitter at creativequeteen. Please send this to a friend who needs a little artistic company and stay at home if you possibly can. We'll see you soon. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.